Welcome, it's indisputable. I'm your host Rashad Richard, good to be with you. A lot on the agenda today. During the bullpen, I have Jen Sidorova, who is a commentator, Young Voices. We're gonna talk about booster shots, vaccine mandates, etc. Also, breaking down news of the day. Dina Dahl, attorney at law, a law and crime legal analyst, helping me navigate these stories. My top story for today, neighbors from hell. There's a black family who has been routinely, routinely harassed by their neighbors according to the report. So much so that the neighbors are playing skits, blasting it with the N word. Sounds of monkeys blinking lights in their faces and it goes on and on. Let me take you to Virginia Beach, Virginia. Martinez, who is black, says a neighbor's music, racial slurs, blinking lights. I want you to remember blinking lights and monkey sounds have made her family's lives miserable. This is a black woman. According to Martinez, the harassment began with the blinking lights. It's important to remember that because I'm going to take you through what has happened in this case. We noticed a little erratic behavior like these blinking lights, once again, that are on a sensor. When my family or any other family leaves or returns to their homes, they all start to blink, Martinez says. When the sensors are activated, loud music begins to play. He switches the music based on the most recently, Martinez says, the music switched to monkey sounds. Let's show a picture generally of that neighborhood in Virginia, okay? Nice neighborhood, nice looking community. The community folks are standing with Miss Martinez and her family. My husband parked his truck on the street in front of his house, which is city property. And instead of music, he started playing monkey noises, Martinez said. Martinez says the neighbor plays the monkey noises whenever they arrive or depart their home. Wow, imagine leaving and coming back to that every single day. Um, the family that is activating the music, we're talking about this neighbor with this ridiculous racist setup. Since that day, he's playing N word skits that he found online. She said, Martinez said, he plays skits that say, and I quote, black people have nothing better to do but go to a comedy club on a Friday night. And hey everyone, look, it's N-word guy. Everyone says, hi, N-word guy. This is what's blasting from their neighbor's home. Once again, happening right now, real life situation still ongoing. The observed conduct has been reviewed with the city attorney for potential criminal sanctions. Now you would imagine something like this happening, of course, a violation of law, right? However, it was determined that the activity, though appalling, is not criminally actionable. That's according to the police department. They released a statement saying there's nothing they can do because it's not against the law. This family has also attempted to file a civil action to stop this ridiculous and adversarial and racist neighbor. And the courts told them this is outside of the boundaries of the court. 
Now, I did some research on this. I did some extensive research. I'm not a lawyer and I'm not giving legal advice, but I do want to bring your attention to what I have found in the municipal code of the city that they live in. Section 23-113, directing beam of laser, flashlight or similar device into the eyes of another person. It shall be unlawful and a class one misdemeanor for any person to intentionally and without good cause direct the beam from a laser, flashlight or similar device. Once again, they have established the neighbor is doing this already. Let me take you to section 23-63. Declaration of findings and policy. This was passed by the city council. The city council hereby finds and declares that excessive sound is a serious hazard to public health, welfare, peace and safety and quality of life. That a substantial body of science and technology exists by which excessive sound may be substantially abated. That the people have a right to and should be ensured an environment free from excessive sound that may jeopardize the public health, welfare, peace and safety or degrade the quality of life. And that it is the policy of the city to prevent such excessive sound to the extent such action is not inconsistent with the citizens first amendment rights. That's ordinance 3082. Those are your criminal ordinances. Let me take you to a civil case law statute in the state of Virginia. This was Virginian Railway versus London. This was a case decided by their court system. A private nuisance is the using or authorizing the use of one's property or anything under one's control so as to injuriously affect an owner or occupier of property by diminishing the value of that property or by continuously interfering with his power or control of in or enjoyment of that property or by causing material disturbance or annoyance to him in his use or occupation of that property. Now damn it, if I can go online, read black letter law, case law and research the city code of Virginia Beach. How in the hell is this neighbor still operating with 100% immunity? I got the perfect person. Dina Dahl, tell me where I'm wrong, because obviously they're right and I'm wrong somehow. Well, first of all, this is an awful story. I can't imagine being that family and being tormented like that every single day. You know, I actually was involved in a case that went viral a few years ago, the Emoji House. I don't know if you heard of this, but it was a neighbor who painted their house hot pink with huge emojis, kind I of bullying. That. Yeah, bullying the neighbor next door. And I helped that neighbor get involved and try to advocate to the city. And there also the city didn't do anything because this First Amendment rights and the property rights of the owner is so strong in our country. You know, these nuisance laws kind of balance the rights of, you know, this man, as harassing as he is, doesn't leave his home. Right, So we have this idea in America, we can do whatever we want inside the corners of our home and then balance it with the next door neighbors being able to enjoy their home. And that intersection is a little complicated, especially when you have to do with the fact that what he's doing is a 
free speech protected. But what I found being involved in that case was that the city is not going to get creative. The one thing the city is most afraid of is getting sued. You know, they don't want to, I think you're right there that they could have done something under those that code that you did. But a city isn't going to go out on a limb for any of the neighbors because they are most afraid of getting sued. And it was really frustrating trying to help someone in that case. And I imagine this family, whoever's, you know, trying to advocate them how frustrating it is. You know, I wish that the city would take at least a more vocal stance on this, even if they can't legally do something, maybe to at least say how morally wrong it is and how much they wish they can do something. It, I would think that the best case for them would be a private lawsuit, which it sounds like they tried to do. Mm-hmm. And the judge found that probably the First Amendment rights, which again, as awful as this is, he does have First Amendment protection. It's very hard to overcome somebody's First Amendment rights here. What they, it sounds like the community was protesting. That's yes. great. I would keep doing that. You know, make him have some consequence, even if it can't be legal, to hopefully have him, you know, stop doing what he's doing. Yeah, and I think you're right on the fact that the city prosecutor, they're not going to be creative with the application of the laws that are available. And there's already a court that has said, hey, we're looking at this case a little differently than maybe the state of Virginia. State of Virginia says by case law, this is a nuisance. It's settled case law from 1912, but this court looks at it differently, which by the way, is perfectly acceptable in the judiciary. You do not have consensus among judges many times, especially when you have courts of varying jurisdictions. There's a MAGA guy, he's walking around telling people, infect me with COVID-19. Yeah, that's what he wants according to him. He wants to know where you can find COVID-19. This man has been unidentified, but we're gonna go ahead and make him very famous. He's wandering around public sidewalks in Greenville, South Carolina, asking strangers if they knew where he could find COVID-19. Let me take you to the video. You guys know where to find COVID? I'm looking for COVID. The COVID. Right here, bro. You got it? Can you give me some? Oh, I'm, I'm dying. Get it? I, I want to make sure it's real. This guy might know, sir. You want to find the COVID? No, I'll find it. It's the Delta variant. COVID. Where you gonna go? No one can find the COVID. That's not there. Where? It's invisible, but you can't see it. It's invisible. Yeah. You can't see it, but you can feel it when it hits you. I can't find it. Young man, you gonna find the COVID? I can't find the COVID. Man, you gonna find the COVID? We're gonna help this goofy individual find the COVID. Let's put a picture of him up so people can know what he looks like. This happened on September 27th. This was uploaded by Patriot Takes on Twitter. They are an organization dedicated to researching, monitoring, and exposing far right disinformation. 
This currently unidentified man thought it was a good idea to make light of, joke about, to criticize, ridicule a very serious illness, killing hundreds of thousands of people in this country and naturally beyond. The users responding to the video were able to confirm the location and also confirm that in that location, in that local area, their ICU beds overwhelmed because of COVID-19. North Carolina COVID-19 stats from September 25th provided by the state of South Carolina. The South Carolina Department of Health and Environmental Control on Friday reported 2,602 new confirmed COVID-19 cases. That was up from 2,202 the day before. The state also confirmed 111 additional COVID related deaths. Now, if he's looking for COVID that bad, he can go where the data shows. At least 677,000 people have tested positive for COVID in South Carolina alone. Over 10,000 have died. This guy's making fun of it. At least 2,196 people in the state were reported hospitalized with COVID-19 as of Thursday, including 533 patients being tested in intensive care units and 369 on ventilators. Sir, if you're serious about catching COVID, if that's what you wanna do with your life, hop your happy ass up in that hospital and you go there. You're making fun of something that's devastating to families, man. Put this picture up again. I have stats for days, but we all know it's killing, it's impacting. South Carolina's Children's Hospital Collaborative reported Wednesday that the state has 29 children hospitalized with COVID-19. In the last two weeks, the collaborative's highest reporting number of children hospitalized with COVID was 38 children, okay? Ms. Dahl, I know what this guy is doing is not against the law. Um, but wow, this is how you want to utilize your freedom of speech. Yeah, and also it seems like he's using it to promote himself because that camera yeah. following him looks like a professional camera. So that's uh, like a whole other level of um, how horrible this is. But you know what, he's lucky because obviously he doesn't know somebody who passed away from COVID because yeah. he would never make light of he this. He would not do this. Out. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, I have a 36 year old cousin who passed away with like a four month old baby, you know, mm. and it's tragic. Okay. And we all probably at this point know somebody who's passed away. Yep. So if that's happened to you, there's no way you'd be making a video, you'd be asking people like this. So he seems like he's one of the lucky ones who this hasn't touched yet. And I, I don't wish this upon him or anybody, but it is likely that we will be reporting on him having COVID-19 in the near future. We have done it a bunch of times, it has happened right here, okay? Real unfortunate. Um, there's an anti-mask guy or really an anti-mask protest happening where they are harassing um, high school students. One guy uh, rips the mask off of a high school student and what does the student do? He decks them, okay? Now usually, I would not condone violence, period. But this was self-defense, okay? 
This happened in Huntington Beach. Anti-maskers brought megaphones to scream to students coming out of school. And then this happened, here it is. Yeah, so in that final, yeah, he caught those hands. That's what happened. He went to a kid, he ripped the kid's mask off his face, and the kid swung at him. Good for the kid, because that was self-defense. These are grown people, these are grown men planning, coordinating, going to a high school in order to harass high school students. It's not like it just organically happened. They went there with the intent to mess with our babies, this is who they are. Have we heard anything from right wing leaders about how atrocious atrocious this is? No, nobody has said anything from the right about, hey, hey guys, this has to stop, you're going too far. Where's the leadership, where's the morality, where's the ethics? You can disagree, we can have a good faith disagreement about mask mandates. I have them every day on this program virtually, but you can't come out against grown people going to high schools and physically assaulting children. Quite ironic. Um, let's put up the, um, I think this was a tweet. Uh, these creeps were outside of HBHS yelling at kids about wearing masks and making sheep noises. Um, attorney Dahl, this is against the law. Why is it we don't have police presence? Why are we not? I'm hearing from police chiefs in these local jurisdictions holding press conferences saying you will not touch our children. Why have we not seen the same kind of response that we would have seen if, if let's say Black Lives Matter were at these schools doing the same thing? You know, that's a very good question. And I find that we often kind of fail our children actually in this country. For whatever reason, we allow things to happen at schools, like the number of school shootings that happen. I think if that many school shootings happened at a baseball game, we really have figured mm. that out really quickly. But we don't do that with children. Is it because they don't vote? I don't know. Wow. But it is really too bad, like you said, that there is not like a moral authority on the right saying you've crossed the line because you absolutely have when you deal with with a child like that. Yeah, it's like a it's like they're racing to the bottom. Like there's nobody trying to be any type of moral authority whatsoever. Everybody literally is racing to the bottom of the moral and values ladder. All right, we got more on the other side. It's indisputable. Stick and stay. All right, welcome back. We got a lot on the agenda still. Let me read some of the things I need you to pay attention to. Don't forget Senator Nina Turner interviews Jeremy Corbyn on the conversation. That's today, all right, that is today. Tune in at 5.30 p.m. Eastern Time, 2.30 p.m. Pacific Time, tyt.com forward slash live. Now, here's a first, okay, and I need my indisputable team to have our back 100%. We have been nominated 
for best TV anchor indisputable this show in Atlanta magazine. But it takes you to vote, okay? Um, this is best TV anchor Atlanta magazine's best of Atlanta 2021. Uh, it recognizes what we do here on this show every day, bringing truth unapologetically, okay? Um, this will be the first award of Indisputable if we're able to land it. And if this show has made a difference to you, if you enjoy the programming, all the hard work that the team puts into it every day, we want you to vote. Uh, here's how you do it. Go to tyt.com forward slash Rashad, tyt.com forward slash R-A-S-H-A-D. Go there, type in the box, my name, Rashad Ritchie. Make sure you spell it right, we don't want any problems, okay? Type my name in the box uh, and submit your vote. You can vote once a day, maybe even more, but we know at least once a day. October 11th is the final day to vote, okay? So we wanna make sure everyone is aware we're up for that award for this show. And I would love for you to have our backs, okay? Um, also, podcast, Indisputable Podcast, you can take us wherever you go. Acast, Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast, uh, make that happen. It's been really cool seeing the various countries that download the podcast. So big ups to everyone listening to the show, all right? Let me read some of these comments. TYT member, Derek says, sounds like the city is protecting the status quo racism, surprise. That's, I mean, they're definitely not doing all they could do for sure, right? Kelly O'Hara, my poet, my poet says, are you a performance artist or hopelessly obtuse? Like a little child chasing a wild goose, you wanna find COVID, step right this way. Please close your eyes and mind the spray. I'm just playing, this is water, COVID is not. But when it gets you, I bet you wish you took your shots. Wow. Um, Jorge, this guy is so ignorant that even COVID wants nothing to do with him. <laughs> I don't know about that brother. And notice how he is standing in front of a hospital to actually be in contact with COVID positive people, exactly. YouTube, super chat, neighbor from hell. Uh, Leslie K says, bad neighbors are bad enough. Racist neighbors are a stain on society. That's right, Bubba Husky, there's just not enough rotten eggs or bags of dog poop in the world. Yeah, Tiger, I live in Virginia, 17 years ago, went to a metal concert. Some idiot there flashed a, an N-word, Oh, Nazi, okay, salute. And I yelled, YT power. It's racist here, okay, regardless of party. A mega guy, Mini20202, he was too close. He was too close to some of those people. I mean, something could have happened to him for sure. Uh, Stoneflower Dragon, why, uh, why no one told him to go to a hospital? <laughs> I know, that would have been my retort immediately. All right, Twitch, um, Rhino Lock says, they should throw the book at this racist neighbor. Find all the ordinances they are violating and charge each of them, including harassment and other local laws. RC underscore tycoon 13, doc, make sure to send this to the black family and or their lawyer, already ahead of you. So as soon as we put this on YouTube, I'm sending it directly to the producer who did this story for CNN. 
So maybe they have direct contact, but thank you for that recommendation. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I wish a Karen would. You wanna call the police on them for having a barbecue on a and Sunday? You're gonna feel right. Back off! I'm gonna tell them there's an African American man threatening my life. The second class citizenship in this Really? I don't think so. I didn't do anything to you. Yeah, you did. And you followed me all the way here? Oh, go all the way? Viral. Go TikTok viral. Please, you're a Karen, dude. Absolute Karen. I did nothing to you. No one cut you off. You're throwing, you're throwing racial slurs at me? I don't even know who you are. You don't, you don't know First of all, you took the left to... I don't know who the hell you think you are, but this is not how you conduct yourself in society. Conduct who? Why well, did nothing to you? You chased me all the way from McDonald's, where, you. all here. the way here. You gotta get a life. You harassed me. And you Keep walking. No one did anything to you. Is the country, are we all paying, are we welfare all paying for your Please? Yeah, I yes. guess we're paying all your bills. Oh. I now know whereabouts you reside, so make sure you avoid me. And oh, I'll please. Make sure I avoid you. Oh, so please, don't worry. Away from me, and when you're dealing with someone oh, with a and a vagina, treat them with some Excuse yourself. This is Western, the Western world. I, th I think you need a reality check. No, so I think you need a reality check. The fact that you followed me, racially profiled me out of nowhere. Oh God, you got it. Please. Go suck Meghan Markle with your wolf. Oh please. Uh, you find me any man who can suffer in this world as much as the least suffering woman. You should apologize for the mother that gave birth to you. Bam. You brought the man's mama into it. Now, this was quite extreme. The Karenicity runs very deep in this one. Now, naturally, this started because of what seems to be a traffic situation. Well, this Karen decided to follow this man. And once he realized this woman has followed him all the way to his home, he started recording. Well, she calls him a second class citizen, makes insinuation about him being on welfare and that she somehow pays his bills. All of this is racially motivated for sure. And then she tries to change the argument. Now, this is something that many carers, you have to be an advanced level Karen to do this. At the end of the argument, she then changes the argument into him attacking her because she's a woman. And inside of the context of that, she made it about the Western world. That was a new one. I had never seen that move before. Obviously, we are dealing with an advanced level Karen in this situation. This guy had no idea what he was coming against. Um, attorney, your thoughts. Okay, you're right. She definitely, there was like a little pivot manipulation there. Okay, it's okay not to like each other. Okay, right. we're not all gonna get along. But she, you know, you know, but going where she goes is what's wrong. You know, like the making it about race, making it about somehow class, making it about this Western world, which could be code for like white supremacy. Because I don't know if she's including Mexico in the Western world, right, or Latin America. So you know, again, like it just it's it's hard to watch those kind of things because I just don't know why. You know, personally, I don't know what really motivates someone to talk down to somebody like that other than I, I guess that's just who she is. But yeah, I thought know. it was really interesting attorney when he said, I don't know you. And she said, you don't know me? 
Like I'm Karen, damn it. How can you not know who I am? <laughs> um, quite interesting. And naturally, we highlight Karens of the world because Karens through this kind of Karenicity can be very dangerous to the everyday citizen. I got something for you, double dose. You wanna call the police on them for having a barbecue on a Sunday? You're gonna feel free. There's an African American man threatening my life. I just mean I've done okay. nothing wrong. Why let me get your camera? And your nose bleeding. Yeah. <laughs> he getting arrested. Yeah, Jack. Oh. Young man, where are you from? Where are you from? The Bahamas. What you want me to do? Wipe your nose? <laughs> She's a real soldier. <laughs> Let's go, bloody nose. It's <laughs> crazy. Look, uh, you can kick him in the head. Oh, mate. Man. Hey, bro, you picked the wrong job, you know, soldier. You realize that? Oh, now you under arrest and she getting away. Soldier, now she getting arrested. Oh, this is crazy. Okay, these are UK Karens. Listen, there's more. It gets even deeper. These UK Karens are at the City of Spice Indian restaurant. Here's the next video. See, say help her then, she just help you. Don't get caught. Oh my God, I want to run. <laughs> she can she running. <laughs> Are you going somewhere else? Look, he going to another scene. <laughs> that dude got something else going on and you about to run. Go save your friend, in it. <laughs> Uh, well, let me first say big ups to the narrator because without his commentary, I would have been completely lost about what's going on. Um, this was in the UK. You saw everything just as I saw it, all right? Now, there's something you may have missed. When the cop came in with the low kick, uh, can we play that? We got it in slow motion. Nah. Oh! 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 Yeah. Um, he actually kicked her out of her shoes. Now, he's under investigation for excessive force, okay? This is how it goes down in the UK. Um, they fought the police. They were aggressive and violent. They made a scene in the restaurant. They still got apprehended, nobody got shot. Nobody even got tased. Attorney, when I saw this, 
I said, okay, this cop is about to get really mad and start doing some very, very violent things. He's gonna end up pulling out a taser or physically being aggressive. I mean, what are your thoughts? It's a different situation. Yeah, I thought the same thing. It's so much more innocent. You know, the fact that it was a kick that he, they're getting investigated for. Yeah. You know, I lived in Spain for a time and I never felt safer. There's no guns around. People don't have guns, the police don't have guns. It's completely a different situation. And the police there um, behave differently because they don't think anybody has guns, they don't have guns. There's not this like violent um, expectation or mentality. It's 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 too bad. We should be able to have that here, but we don't. Yeah, and I think for us to really analyze how we got here in this country with the amount of violence we have, with the amount of crime, police misconduct, we have to look not only at the culture, but also the founding document. And until we're willing to challenge some of the principles of the founding document of this country, we will never get to a remedy of the new country we're trying to become. We got more on the other side, it's indisputable, stick and stay. All right, welcome back. We got a lot of viewer comments. Let me remind you that Senator Nina Turner, her interview with Jeremy Corbyn, on the conversation that airs today. So make sure you check that out. That is an amazing and insightful interview. Real simple, tune in at 5.30 p.m. Eastern Time or 2.30 p.m. Pacific Time. Go to tyt.com forward slash live, all right? tyt.com forward slash live. And, and we have been nominated, indisputable, best TV anchor of 2021. You can vote on that. That's in Atlanta Magazine for their best of series. It would be the first award for Indisputable. If you like the programming, make sure you go vote, okay? Voting is very simple. Go to tyt.com forward slash Rashad, tyt.com forward slash R-A-S-H-A-D. You go there, you put my name in the box, Rashad Ritchie, and vote. You can vote at least once a day. We know that, okay? You can vote once a day. Uh, voting stops October 11th. That's the date it stops. I would really appreciate all of us um, working together for that. And I'm very thankful for the entire team at Indisputable, all right? Okay, some of the comments. TYT member Eric the Red, did she just <laughs> invoke Meghan Markle? Yes. <laughs> Yes, and the way she said it, it wasn't her first time saying it. Mm. Colorado, a blue blazer regular, UK Karen's uh, get to shove a cop and live, wow, yep. Just be anti-racist, I fought the law and the law won. <laughs> That's usually how it happens. Uh, YouTube super chat, racial profile and Karen. Uh, Mr. Rube Vitalaka, Rube's Vitaloka. Maybe she should have a happy meal, yeah. Selena Anthony, I've been around a few narcissists and, and see how well they manipulate by turning someone's own brain against themselves. <laughs> They're horrible people, yeah, I agree. Uh, Lisa T, I just, <laughs> I just got my Karen t-shirt, I can't wait to wear it, wear it today. All right, thank you for that. UK Karens, um, 
directive for American cops would have knocked her out by now. Yeah, Keith Weston, this dude on the camera has me laughing too hard. He was hilarious. <laughs> Twitch, racial profiling Karen, Jax Drax. Her mother should apologize for creating and raising a disgusting human being. Auntie underscore Faye, I can't be racist, I'm a woman. Yeah. UK cares again. In the USA, they would have gotten shot for that. Yep. All right. Let me take you to Pinellas, Florida, a black woman who is a Navy veteran. Complying with police pulled out of the car anyway, okay? This is why people don't like the popo, because of petty garbage like this. Here's the video. Heard, heard. Let me um, put my car in park okay. and let me get out the car. Yeah. Right. But I need y'all to step away from my car well, because I'm, def I'm definitely... Intimidated. This is your last chance to exit your vehicle. I, I'm not asking you. I, to tell you. but I just said that I'm stepping okay. out of the car. Don't touch. Listen, car. Listen. Get out my car. I just asked you. Hey, I just said. Listen. listen uh, but listen. I just said that I was stepping out of the car. So you putting your hands okay, in my car is not the. Okay. You have anything here? Get off of me, get off of me, relax. get off hey, of me. Look, Why relax. are you on me? Relax, relax. But get relax, off of me. Relax, relax. Can you get the uh, cars unlocked? Get off of me, get off of me, get off of me, get off of me. You're asking me to. According to the person who posted this, all charges have been dropped. After the video went viral, there is no word as far as actions against the police officers. But here's what's happening. When she says, get off of me, get off of me. She's really saying, why, why are you trying to take my dignity? You see, the cops are doing this because they want to take her dignity. <laughs> they want to put her down, they want to put her in her place. She is complying. And you see they're calm. They're initially saying, okay, you know. But then when she says, listen, don't, don't, don't touch my car. I'm getting out of the car. Oh, how dare you? How dare you talk to a white man in authority like this? You're just a black woman. <laughs> and that's when things change for them. And that's when they decided not to give this woman five seconds to simply do exactly what she told them she was going to do. I'm sure you see a lot of these cases, attorney. Yeah, I mean, I was definitely, like you said, the absolute power struggle. Yeah. And, you know, it's what's coming to mind is that um, the Gabby Petito, we all see the footage of that police encounter. I don't know if you've seen it, but like the calmness there of the police officers in terms yep. of, oh, can you maybe raise your shirt so we can see if you have a weapon? And um, you know, which you know they were dealing with a potential domestic uh, violence situation there, so they were trying to keep things cool. But we know police officers can keep things cool. Mm -hmm. And here, like you said, the moment she's kind of says, like, I'm going to come out, but I need my space. You know, like any kind of accommodation, they take it as an affront and they escalate the power that they have. There was three of them and 
you know, large males. She's rather petite and a female and by herself. And all I want to say again is like, thank goodness she was recording it. Very smart on her part. It sounded like the situation changed when they saw that they were being recorded, which is too bad that that's the reality. But it gives us all a chance to see what happens often, which needs to change. You know, we've been fighting for years to make sure that police agencies have body cameras. And once we were able to make some movement on that, they put another trick in the game where they said, okay, we will give them body cameras, but we will not give them penalty if they fail to engage the body camera. And then when we said, okay, there's going to be penalty if they do not engage the body camera. Then there's an appeal process with the civil review board that says, no, you cannot use that as a basis for termination. So they put another trick in there. So what you see happening is every time we make one step forward, they seem to make two steps ahead of that one step. And we can't simply create a fair and just society where everybody is held to a standard of accountability to be fair to our fellow citizen. Why do you think this happened? Why is it that policing is like this in America? You've seen policing in other countries, I've seen it in other countries. Many of those countries, the police, they don't act like this. Yeah, I mean, you know, some would say that it because of the racial beginnings of a lot of the police forces. Also, maybe because they have had guns. We've treated them, we've given them not only the power of the state, but given them lethal weapons, you know, power to take life. And there's not until recently, there hasn't been a lot of accountability. Like you said, not even body cameras and even that has become fluctuated. So there's not been a lot of checks on what was really an enormous amount of power that we as a state handed to people. And that reckoning is probably gonna take a long time because we, you know, there, we don't wanna necessarily get rid of that. And so to create a system that is doing both what we want, again, being protected by the police and from the police is, is, is going to take a while. You know, I spoke to a conference not too long ago. It was actually a sheriff's conference. And I don't know why the hell they invited me to speak at this conference, but I was happy to show up. And this was in reference to criminal justice reform. And everybody was talking about we need to fix the system, fix the system. And when I got up to do my address, I said, first of all, you don't need to fix the system, you need to break it. Because the same badge that these sheriffs are wearing, it was like 100 sheriff, uh, sheriffs behind me, elected sheriffs. I said that badge is very similar to the slave patrol badge, which was really your first onset of massive law enforcement in the South. And their job was to protect property and protect white men. Now, you're not trying to fix that system, you're trying to break it. Because there was something fundamentally wrong with everything that comes from that system. And you cannot dismiss the fact that early law enforcement was not for the enforcement of laws that gave a damn about black folk, brown folk, women or disenfranchised people. And that is still the same foundation that all of law enforcement in America rest upon. And until you dismiss that foundation, you will always have these institutional biases permeating throughout its ranks. There's another story, this was really wild. Um, 
a guy is a security guard at a mall had been convicted of killing cats and putting the cats in his freezer. But he was given a job at a mall. He ends up having an encounter with two women. He pulls out a knife on them, also says he has a gun in the video. This happened in Ohio. Ohio security guard previously convicted of animal cruelty was recorded on video pulling a knife on two women exploring a nearby empty mall lot, all right? Um, let's put up the picture of this guy. His name is Edmund Cunningham, all right? Mary Chambers and a friend went to explore the mostly empty Forest Fair Village Mall in Forest Park, where they apparently angered a security guard by taking photos of the dormant retail spaces. The women recorded their encounter with a security guard who was previously convicted on animal cruelty charges in 2018 after Middletown police said he admitted to killing eight kittens and putting them in his freezer. Um, boils my blood uh, for years, I rescued cats personally. And for someone who does that, either one or two things are happening. You have extreme mental health issues or you are psychotic, okay? Um, the women tell Cunningham they're not doing anything wrong and ask him, get away from the car. I'll crush that effing phone out of your hands. That's what the security guard says. Cunningham, who was later charged with uh, aggravated menacing, told the police that his paranoia resurfaced after running out of medication. And he claimed that the knife was not real and only for training purposes. None of that has been confirmed. This was just part of what he said. Um, but there's a question. The young lady said, why was he a security guard? Why was he employed there? They know he had done, they have to know what he had done in his past. Um, help me out here, attorney. Being a security guard is still a position of public trust. Um, you're not law enforcement, but you're definitely in a position of authority. And typically you would be in position of authority as it relates to those who interact with that property. So why would they hire someone who has a criminal history of killing cats? Yeah, it's really unclear. I mean, in terms of being a security guard, there's different levels that you have to kind of pass clearance if you're if you have a gun, for instance, you have to pass a higher clearance. He didn't have that. Also, I know in California, you can kind of rehabilitate yourself if you've been convicted of a crime in order to qualify as a security guard. I'm not quite sure about Ohio. But looking at him, I don't even know if he's an official security guard. He actually just has like a t-shirt. I don't, he doesn't have a badge. He doesn't have any kind of like official. He may not be officially licensed. It may be that they just hired him to kind of act as one, but he's not, you know, didn't go through the proper channels. I mean, I think that Maul is very lucky he didn't actually do anything because they would definitely be liable for hiring somebody in this position with his background if he did harm anyone because obviously they didn't do their due diligence with him. Yeah, so. You're saying that he's top flight security. Now that comes from a movie, one of my favorite movies on the planet, Friday. But the issue is this guy did in fact have a weapon. I mean, he can say, "Oh, you know, the weapon was used for training, but he did have a weapon. <laughs> he actually said he had a gun. Now we don't see a gun here, but he said he had one. Um, is this 
could this be a claim? Maybe not premises liability, but definitely negligent hire. It, you know, even with emotional distress, what could this person do or these women do to hold accountable the individuals or the company that hired them? Yeah, I do think that there could be a negligent claim. It's a little bit unclear though whether or not they were trespassing at all. I don't know if there were any trespass signs in terms of how close they're if they went inside to take the pictures, because then you do have a little bit of, um, you know, the, you know, then there's like apportionment liability, and they uh. may have some part of it if they were trespassing. And whether or not he had the knife, if the company knew he had the knife, that could also go into whether or not there was negligence. But absolutely, the fact that he was already convicted of this animal cruelty and a basic due diligence would have seen that on his record and hiring in a position where he has to interact with the public, I think would open them up to some sort of negligent claim. Attorney Dahl, always a pleasure having you on Indisputable. Tell people how they can follow you and check out what you do. I'm at AskDinaDahl1 on Twitter. Thank you so much. All right, until next time. Good to see you. Ladies and gentlemen, do not forget Senator Nina Turner. Interview with Mr. Jeremy Corbyn. That's on the conversation, 5.30 p.m. Eastern Time, 2.30 p.m. Pacific Time. Go to tyt.com forward slash live. And also, don't forget, you can vote. You can vote on this show being the best Atlanta Magazine nominated, indisputable, best TV anchor. All you gotta do is go to tyt.com forward slash Rashad and just follow that, all right? Remember, take care of yourself, take care of each other, take care of the planet. Remember, the truth is always indisputable.